This one pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic Connecticut. And that's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in this discussion. You should uh, join Unarius. We should join Unarius. Although, it's weird. Can you join something that's not a cult? Yeah, that's kind of the thing about Unarius. They're like, just science, right? Yeah, they're just science. They're like a science uh, club. Do you have to get inducted? They have a membership card, mm-hmm. but the membership card seems like it's more about store discounts than anything else. Uh-huh. And they send you a pin. Oh, uh, was the pin included with the membership? I think the pin is included with the membership. Okay. Like, That's sort of... If you're wearing a pin for it... Yeah, it's like 50 bucks or something to join Unarius, which is uh, like a science fiction type cult. It's a little bit like Scientology. Not a cult. Not a cult. Not a it's, cult. It's science. Sorry. You, got, you really got to tiptoe around some words. Well, they're not a religion. It's more like what they're getting at. Yeah, but they are. Uh, yeah, sure. They have, like, a god. They have, like, a They idol. have a lady that's dressed in a lot of jewels They have and stuff. a lady, yeah. She looks like somebody's aunt. What's her name? <laughs> Uriel? Uriel. But, uh, yeah. I, Rest I, in I'm, peace. I mean, I'm down with Uriel. She's she's looking pretty cool. She looks like a, <laughs> a big uh, somebody's aunt in the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just radiating with light. They have some cool posters of her available in the store, which if we remember is we would get a nice discount on. That is true. Uh, I was saying, uh, It's on their very web po- 1.0 oh. website. Okay. Uh, I was saying if one day uh, me and you decided to join Unarius, it's 50 bucks. So, like, somebody, like, somebody in San Francisco somewhere is going to, like, get an email saying, like, hey, here's, somebody paid you $100 today. <laughs> you're like, hey, I made $100 today. You can find more about Unarius at unarius.org, U-N-A-R-I-U-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mystic Pizza Minute, we, I think, we officially endorse Unarius. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's we, safe. We've been, we've been looking for something to join for a while. When we were living together, do you remember we, we had that pact that we were going to convert to Mormonism the first time a Mormon came to the door? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then none did, right? Yeah, none of them did. Yeah. But we just thought it would be really fun to like make a Mormon person's day. Yeah, totally. Just be that guy who says yes. Mm-hmm. Sure, Mormons. Yeah, Let's I'm always super interested Sign me in like, up. Mormons. But yeah, I could definitely get behind joining Unarius. It's, you know, it's a science fiction cult. I think my plan I'm was we would join... <laughs> sorry. My plan was we would join uh, Mormonism, but then dress like we were Black Panthers. <laughs> you know, like leather uh, trench coats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Turtlenecks. Yeah, become Berets. like the muscle Mormons. <laughs> you know, don't mess with us. We're the Mormons who will pop you. But, uh, let's see. What does Unaria say about themselves at their website? Uh, there's some quotes from people. I really love watching your video stream every Sunday night. Hmm. There was that documentary. Well, sort of documentary with, um, what was his name? Jello... Jello... Jiggler. Jello... Jello Jiggler. Yeah. Or something. He's the lead singer of the, uh, the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, Jello something. The lead singer of the Dead Kennedys. He, was. like, went to uh, the Unarius Center in, like, where was it? L.A. or something? Yeah, something Just like guessing. that. Just <laughs> guessing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, he just kind of was a little bit of a dick to them. Yeah, I think he was talking to, like, the spokeswoman of Unarius at first, and she was doing a really good job, like, keeping it down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, answering all the questions. He was kind of being, like, a little... I guess, uh, you know, because they're they're harmless, Unarius, you know? Like, they're, they're kind of like Scientology, except they're not, like, uh, bleeding money out of you or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, as far as I could tell, yeah. on their website, there was nothing that you could spend an unreasonable amount of money on. Like, the membership yeah. cost was about the extent of it. Yeah, so this dead Kennedys dude is going into this place, kind of, like, berating them for being, like, you know, a cult, like a mind-controlled cult or something. But he's doing it in this really sarcastic kind of way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but then he was also agreeing with them a lot, which was weird, because, you know, he's, like, a weird punk guy. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about, like, uh... Did you know, keeping... recently? This is from 1992, oh, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, um... They were talking about, uh, like, Tesla being, like, uh, stricken from, like, the history books, and he was just like, yeah. <laughs> he was, like, right there with him. Yeah, yeah, apparently in Unarius. He was like, did you know uh, that Tesla built an earthquake machine? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, they kind of, they, they, om- they almost worshipped Tesla a little bit in Unarius, right? Yeah, he seems like he was... They that kind of, like, Tesla coil in the middle of the center. <laughs> he would be on their miniature Mount Rushmore, which they might actually have. <laughs> like, judging by the other stuff that they had in that video. Or at least a painting. They of had it. some big wooden UFOs. It was really cool. They had, like, yeah. a disco UFO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had, like, a map of all of the, uh... Well, they weren't dimensions. They were just planets. Yeah, planets. They're just like um, all the last names. inhabited planets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he talked to that one guy who uh, used to be Satan. Oh yeah. Oh. So this guy used to be Satan. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to him about, about that. Yeah, because they were standing in front of a painting of Uriel, the you know the the mother goddess, somebody's mm-hmm. aunt. Uh, yeah, it was Uriel, and then Satan was kneeling in front of her. Yeah, it was it was that guy, and he was, like, dressed up as, like, a Tex Avery kind of looking Satan. Yeah, it was just this old man with a bad white wig, and, uh, mm-hmm. the guy from Dead Kennedys was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, I used to be Satan, now I'm not, now I'm this old person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, also used to be Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, a lot of science was going and, on. And Genghis Khan. Do they travel to the uh, to the other planets often? Um, the uh, from my understanding, uh, Uriel has traveled in their spaceships before, but it doesn't sound like the other people have. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, now the spaceships were supposed to come and like rescue us all in like uh, two thousand one. Yeah, the uh, Space Brothers, right? Yeah, the Space Brothers. The lady just kept saying the word Space Brothers, and I, mm-hmm. I was I was sold. I was like Space Brothers, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I stumbled across this thing because uh, Everything is Terrible put up a, a video clip of one of their, like... At first I thought it was actually Mormons or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I don't know anything about Mormonism. It's done in the same style as, like, a early Mormon video. Or it could have been Scientology, but mm-hmm. it turned out to be this much more interesting thing. Yeah, it was like a caveman... Uh, it's like the beginning sees of the UFO. And instead of the... Like, the a mono. dude comes out of the UFO and starts talking to the caveman, and the caveman goes, uh... I do not understand that which you are telling me. In like a delightful southern twang. He sounded a little bit like he was Walter Goggins. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. My Walton mistake. Goggins. So anyway, this is the Mystic Pizza Minute. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I got a little quiet there, yeah. But um, I'm David Holford. I'm John Windsor. And with us today, again, we have... Addison Davis. Welcome back, Addison. Thank you. Um, should I describe the... Po- nah. You know what this is. <laughs> it's a podcast where we watch Mystic Pizza, starring Julia Roberts, Vincent D'Onofrio, and directed by Donald Petrie. Yep, it sure is. Um, so today we're on minute 74. Um, I could 
I, I'll try my best to describe this. My notes aren't the best, but... Um, so at the very beginning of the scene, we've got a uh, cat, and or yeah, she's like updating an order from a parent. Is that a thing that happens a lot? You work in pizza. Do people change their minds after the order is placed? Yeah, yeah. So this lady uh, at the table, the cat's serving. She's not even really serving. She's just walking by their table, and, and they uh, kind of reach out and grab her. Yeah, this old lady grabs cat's arm and she says, uh, "Can we change our pepperoni to sausage?" Uh-huh. Or, no, the other way around, sausage to pepperoni. Sausage to pepperoni. And Kat's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then... He's like, why not? She goes back around the counter to talk to JoJo, who's uh, just, you know, about to serve a pizza. And uh, she asks JoJo if JoJo can uh, babysit Phoebe tomorrow night. Yeah, and uh, immediately Daisy kind of chimes in and scoffs at the whole idea of uh, babysitter babysitting for the babysitter. Yeah, yeah, Daisy's still mad at Cat right now. She says, I think I'm going to puke. She's still driving it in pretty hard. But uh, after she walks away, because I guess it's the end of her shift or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, JoJo acquiesces to her uh, request and uh, says she'll do it, Kit Kat. Yeah, so JoJo is about to babysit for Phoebe. Yeah, which is weird. We're about to uh, cross worlds here. Yeah, um, so then the rest of the minute um, is just we cut to the following evening, presumably. Mm-hmm. Might be Halloween, uh, yeah, because Phoebe's wearing a Halloween mask. Well, it starts on a shot of a jack-o'-lantern, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, kind of pans up to JoJo and Phoebe. Not Cat and Phoebe, JoJo It was very weird. It was I know. Like, it it kind of hurt my brain a little bit. I was like, they don't know each other yet. It was like when you put your shoe on the wrong foot or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And now they know each other. And And you walk around all day like that. These worlds are starting to spill into each other. And yeah, it's it's, it's not, you know, it's it's looking pretty okay. And uh, now she's, like, uh, Jojo is singing what sounds to me like a uh, Portuguese uh, song or lullaby of sorts. Now, Windsor, I assigned you to uh, go look this up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, not, so I not edited it. We pan up from the jack-o'-lantern, and uh, we hear the voice of Jojo just kind of, like, whispering some gibberish words uh-huh. uh, to uh, Phoebe on the couch. She's, like, putting Phoebe to sleep. Phoebe's wearing, like, a witch uh, costume, right? Yeah, it's one of those, like, uh, vacuum-formed, like, old Halloween masks. I actually yeah. just bought a replica one of those. I think they literally had that witch... Uh, like as was one of, one of the possibilities that you could have gotten from yeah. this place. So yeah, JoJo is um, like kind of whisper singing to Phoebe this like old ancient, you know, uh, lullaby that uh, was it ancient? I uh-huh. don't know if it's ancient. But I wrote down the word ancient. Probably at least <laughs> but in uh, different context. I'm gonna say at least 200 years old. Can we mm. call that ancient? Uh, pretty. It depends on what you're talking it's about. It's an antique. Like if you had song. a sandwich that was 200 years old, that's an ancient sandwich. Or is it an antique sandwich? Might mm. be an antique sandwich. I don't know. But uh, so yeah, we're to assume this is Portuguese because this is like a lot of this movie uh, has his you know a foothold in Portuguese. Yeah, people who have seen the trailer to this movie tell us that uh, the Portuguese immigrant experience is like very important to this movie. Yeah. Although there's been fairly little evidence of such so far. Right. But yeah, I looked it up and I, I just basically clicked on the first thing I saw because it looked like the perfect uh, explanation. It's on uh, Yahoo Answers. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somebody actually asked this to Yahoo Answers. They say, Mystic Pizza 1988 is full of Portuguese heritage. What is the lullaby JoJo sings to Phoebe? They mentioned that there was f- it was full of Portuguese heritage. Yeah. 
That's yeah. interesting. She okay. goes on I wonder say, if the last 30 minutes of this movie are just going to be super Portuguese heritage heavy. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking you know? it might be. But, uh, <laughs> they go on to say, while Phoebe's original babysitter is on a date with Phoebe's father, Jojo babysits. She is sitting on the couch with Phoebe on her lap and is singing her a lullaby in what I believe to be Portuguese. My family hails from Portugal, and no one in the family can translate the song. Huh. It sounds like a na ne ne a cuca ve ne a. Can anyone? It's like Nell speak. Yeah, right. Do anaki miss a chickabee. But uh, te in the way. So did somebody find the answer we should just do a whole uh, podcast in Nellish. Yeah, right? We could. Yeah. You know, you, I'm sure it wouldn't be hard to find a Nell dictionary. I think I Googled that when we watched Nell recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just the established words. And it was a pretty short dictionary. Pretty short dictionary. Well, I'm pretty sure she can only say, like, uh, you're a tree and you're my guardian angel. Uh-huh. Anyway, back to this uh, Portuguese thing I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then she says, can anyone translate to English for us? Thank you all so much. Uh, the best answer is, um, this person goes on to say, I know which lullaby you talk about. My mum used to sing it to me. Good memories. Smiley face. I am from Brazil. It goes oh. like this. Na na, nenem, na casa do vovo, vovo nao tem, cocao, o nenem, dorme no chao. Okay. There are several versions of this lullaby too with the same melody. Smiley face. <laughs> uh, and then the next answer says uh, that it's a Brazilian lullaby, not a Portuguese lullaby. Well, that's lullaby. weird. They got their Portuguese crossed. Yeah. So they uh, translate it to na na ne ne. I'm really having trouble believing that the last 30 minutes of this movie are going to be like a, you know an explosion of Portuguese like uh, ethnic heritage stuff because well, no, if it's they just mix the that up. experience, you know, the Portuguese are notorious for opening pizza shops in the Northeast. <laughs> are they? No. Uh, I mean, that's... I don't know. <laughs> so this person... Um, like, they, around here, you have a lot of Greek pizza places. Yeah. Yeah, I work at a Greek pizza place, technically. Is, wait, is your place a Greek pizza place? Because well, I always thought of the pizza there by, being more uh, Italian style. It's owned by a Greek family, so we have a few Greek things on the menu. <laughs> But uh, it's mostly pizza in the Italian huh, style. Huh, huh. I wonder if that's a Philadelphia thing or if there's just Greek people with Italian food restaurants all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, the the <laughs> next person, this isn't the best answer, but it's the second best. Uh, but it looks like a better Wait, answer. Wait, did they not translate? The uh, they do translate, but this person oh, okay. has a different um, wording of it to begin with. She says it is, na na ne ne, que a cuca vem pegar, papai fui pra roca a uh, mame ja volta ja bicho papau saia do telhado dexa a bebe dormir sosegada. She sings a variation of the song with a terrible accent and a couple <laughs> of wrong words. It means uh, sleep baby kuka. Oh, wait, no, sleep baby kuka will come to get you. Kuka is like a mythical creature, apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, Daddy went to work in the farm, Mm -hmm. and Mommy will soon be back. Boogeyman, get off the roof. (laughs) Let the baby sleep peacefully. So it sounds like it's some pretty typical lullaby fare. Yeah, it's some pretty typical lullaby fare. It's uh, interesting that they chose uh, like a Brazilian lullaby for Josefina Barbosa to know by heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's singing this from some kind of memory she had of it. 
I don't know any of Portuguese via Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because I don't think the I don't think these people are supposed to be Portuguese by Brazil, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is that where they invented Portuguese style pizza? Do you think? <laughs> Possibly. Maybe it, the whole Portuguese thing is just a little confusing, especially if you're trying to learn Spanish like I am right now, mm-hmm. and then you hear Portuguese. You can get a couple of those words, then, couldn't you? It's sort of, but it's like you know the devoid of Something context. About mom or whatever. returning and. Dad is doing something. Well, first off, I, I'm only 38% fluent in Spanish, according okay. to Duolingo. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you know, take that as you will. But uh, yeah, Portuguese certainly isn't helping my case. Okay. Well, um, so what's the correlation between uh, a Brazilian and uh, a Portuguese person? Well, uh, the Portuguese, Portuguese occupied... Yeah, well, the Portuguese occupied Brazil, right? Mm-hmm. So then this would be a Brazilian it's, lullaby that somehow got its way back to Portugal? I think this is a mess-up, is what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think they like went to the library and like pulled out a book of like Portuguese songs uh-huh. and didn't have enough like cultural context to realize that they got the wrong kind of Portuguese. Right. Or it could be that uh, Jojo is singing... A Brazilian lullaby. Or that, I guess it could be a Portuguese that almost kind of doesn't belong to her, really, because if the Portuguese occupy Brazil and uh, she's singing a Brazilian lullaby, well, Jojo is nothing if not a colonialist. It would be like that. Would kind of be like if, like, uh, how do I say this? Like, if a white person was singing like a black person to sleep using oh man, an old okay, so black lullaby. Funny, maybe only funny to me story, but it's short. For a while, so my mom was writing her own, um, what do you call it in Passover? The, uh, the, oh, okay. I'm blanking on the word, the book. Yep, the, the book. Uh, the Torah? The, the Tova? No, so she was writing her Santa own, Maria. like, socially conscious Haggadah for a while. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, she was talking about, like, other instances of, like, slavery throughout history. And so at one point in her Haggadah, she, uh, she puts in an old, like, slave like spiritual song and then my mom who can't sing at all every year would attempt to sing uh uh come down moses uh-huh. like which is like you know in a deep so she would do or is it come down moses or yeah come down moses but she does it in this like whispery atone like i think my mom might actually be tone deaf Mm-hmm. Um, because she has zero interest in music, like whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, not doesn't matter if it's new music or music from her time. She's just she's like just not stays into. Stays the it. hell away from it. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, uh, she wasn't a disco, but it was more for the dancing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and now she's in the salsa music a little bit for the dancing. So, right. You parents, know. you know, some people are more into the steps than the uh, mm-hmm. the beat that they're stepping to. But, uh, no, I think that, like, I don't know. I kind of lost track of where we were going. Do you want to... Well, you, the, the point was the your mom was song. singing an old, like, oh, yeah. Negro Much spiritual... Much like you were describing. Uh, that, you know, I guess she could if she wanted to. It was weird, though. It was hubris, let's say. Yeah, but it, it's, it's going to be... I would off. always push her it's to do it. It's always going to be off so in funny. some way because you, that song doesn't really belong to you. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> Am I allowed to say Negro spiritual? I think so. You're allowed to say that? Yeah, no, that's a Because I totally already did. And like, I, twice. I no, need it, confirmation. Like, like, um, 
Yeah, no, I think you're fine on that. It's like a historical... <laughs> it's probably not great to say all the time. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, don't go shouting it or anything. Right. Probably not Not something I should say every day. <laughs> it's a sometimes. But I think if you're referring to a certain uh, genre of music, uh-huh. then it's probably okay to say Negro spiritual. Moving on. <laughs> Heard it here first on Mystic Pizza Minute. Uh, so do you guys think that um, JoJo has babysat for Phoebe before, or is Phoebe just really easy to babysit? Um, I don't know if she's babysat for her before, but uh, I'm going to say this is the first time. But uh, I guess uh, it's probably not her first babysitting gig. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I guess I would assume, yeah, okay. I believe they could have met before, mm-hmm. um, just because Kat is the babysitter. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be, like, she's like an active babysitter, she's taking her places yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so JoJo's not a stranger, mm-hmm. but I, I don't really think that Phoebe would be the easiest to babysit, and I'm mostly basing this on the last couple of minutes I had, where Tim Travers told Phoebe to not leave the porch and then of course we couldn't see Phoebe anywhere on the porch. Oh yeah, yeah. So she's probably sure. not the easiest to She's probably a real handful. Unless unless she just hates her dad and she's easy for the babysitters. Maybe. Like she's resents her dad because of like the mom situation or something. All sorts of possibilities. Or maybe there's a gas leak. <laughs> and she's smaller and thus it's like affecting her first because mm-hmm. she has less, you know, body mass. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> what else do we have here? Um, I, I noted that, uh, again, everybody looks really nice in this scene. Like, uh, Jojo, it seems to have her hair, like, all did, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, um, see, everybody seems to have, uh, I don't know if they have all have more makeup on, or maybe just the lighting is better. There's, there's something right about the lighting and the makeup in this scene. It's done really well. I was thinking that it could possibly be one of the first, like, shots of the movie. Huh. Yeah, like maybe, maybe this was like they the, hadn't established the. Uh, they hadn't really established what was going on yet, or what these people look like. So they just gussied them all up, made the lighting like perfect, and uh, who's mm. to say this wasn't like they the first cold, scene they shot? They cold mountained it. They cold mountained it. Yeah. Have you guys seen Cold Mountain recently? Nope. <laughs> but I've heard you talk about it. Oh my God, Cold Mountain <laughs> is a challenge. Cold <laughs> Mountain. The well, it was a movie based mm-hmm. off a book about the Civil War. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. Like Jack White was in it, and yeah. Brenda Zellweger was yeah, in it. And I remember, stuff. Yeah, I remember. And when uh, never saw it. at the time it was coming out, I didn't really notice this about Cold Mountain because, uh, like, it came out around the same time as like Lord of the Rings and all that. After Lord of the Rings, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And uh, so movies after, like, directly after Lord of the Rings, were all trying to look a lot more Lord of the Ringsy. Hmm. If How you so? know what I mean? Just like, by, I, like, not uh, sure I do. But, you know, like, the digital grading on, like, uh, you know, they were, like, Instagramming their movies, basically. Mm, Just, like, okay. throwing them into colors that they weren't really actually those colors, you know? I would think that was more of a post-Matrix thing. Yeah, it kind of was, but I don't know. I, I just think uh, Lord of the Rings did it in a very, like, uh, fantasy sort of way. They made everything so, look really lush and, like... Yeah, so everything that came after that was trying to make their movie look like a fantasy, like Lord of the Rings was, mm-hmm. and Cold Mountain just kind of isn't a fantasy. It's like a Civil War movie. So I mean, if you watch Cold Mountain now, everybody just looks like hobbits. They're just, uh, they're in this, this fantastical world. They don't know. look like they're actual living people that live in a real world, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they're based, They're like half cartoons, half It's people. like a bunch like, of wax figures. Some people have, like, life. fake ears who, like, like, you're just like, why does that person have fake ears? 
Like, uh, they don't need to. It's because of the Hobbit. They're That's just a person. Speaking, like, Elvish. Yeah, like, why couldn't that person just have his real nose instead of the fake nose that he obviously has? <laughs> I don't know. Don't watch Gold Mountain. Or watch Gold Mountain, because it's hilarious. And then write to us about it. And then write to us about it. Yeah. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts on Cold Mountain. Cold you Mountain. You should, listener, uh, draw us a picture from Cold Mountain. Mm-hmm. And we'll post it on our site. And we'll post it on our site. We'll make a t-shirt out we'll, of it. <laughs> All right, anyone else have any other notes? Uh, Phoebe's mask didn't have anything to, like, secure it to her face. There wasn't a string? There was no string. She had a string Mm. on her hat, but not on her mask. So, what I think might be happening is that Phoebe is actually, like, some sort of ancient gremlin or something. Uh Um, It's been looking that way. Yeah, and then uh, Jojo was reading an ancient Portuguese, like, witch's spell. Uh Uh-huh. Because the minute ends where it ends, and mm. we just see this Phoebe character look like she's raising from the dead. Yeah, she's got her eyes kind of half, half open. Half open, her mouth is open. No like teeth in that mouth it. at all. Like, like an ancient true. person. This is kind of like a creepy scene, you know? It starts with a jack-o'-lantern, and like uh, ends with a, like an ancient tome putting someone to sleep. Yeah, like like maybe the scene will continue, and like Jojo will go put some like dishes in the sink... And then when she turns around, Phoebe's not there on the couch. And then there's just, like, a scurrying by behind her, like, in the door frame behind her. She has, like, a lantern. Uh, And she's just sneaking behind her with a lantern. You get, like, a creepy lantern shot. Yeah, oh, man, I really hope that's where this is going. (laughs) That'd be uh, great. I would would fall deeply in love with this movie if it went that way. I Um, think you guys can write another Halloween. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess we kind of... We turned our desire to see creepy stuff in uh, in Mystic Pizza into reality of a sorts. So we were saying before um, about like uh, how mystic this movie Mystic Pizza is going to get, mm-hmm. and it has maybe once. Oh, so and which, what was that with the shooting star scene? Oh, okay. Can you think of any more that I'm not thinking of? Um, Besides this one and the oh, there's a Star ghost. Scene. There's mention of a ghost. Oh yeah, there's the mention of Elias Montrose's ghost. That was a little bit mystic, and the shooting star scene. And then there's this scene right here where Jojo is singing like an ancient lullaby to put this uh, little girl to sleep, and the little girl may also be like 200 years old. Is it okay? So she's able to secure a mask to her face using no. Mm-hmm. No physics that were. Maybe of. it was um, like uh, Amy Holden Jones, the the writer of Mystic Pizza. Maybe this is like uh, something something she threw in there, like uh, alluding to like uh, like there's no strings on Phoebe's mask, so you know babysitting Phoebe. There's like no strings attached, you know. So JoJo's going over there. Uh-huh. No oh, strings. Like yeah, symbolism. No strings babysitting. You know what I mean? But really, there are strings because. Cat is dating Tim Travers, Phoebe's dad, and it's just a web of strings. Where, so maybe she she should pulled it off, and there was a lot of strings. Yeah, yeah, there oh actually God. there actually are a lot of strings. So where there's, there's no there's no strings in this scene, uh, there are a lots of strings behind the characters. Huh? Yeah, maybe. So when Amy Holden Jones comes on her show. Uh, we should ask her about that. I have a question about because uh, we we kind of mentioned it, but then we just kind of like moved on. Is it Halloween? Like, is it actually Halloween? Because there's a few things that, yes, like, visually say that it's Halloween. They start on that shot of the jack-o'-lantern, uh-huh. right? But, but I mean... He's dressed up. 
Yeah, but but he is dressed up. Why is she not like out trick or treating? And if yeah. and if she had been out trick or treating, well, is she? I think she's like how old is she? Uh, four. Oh, that is kind of young. Or five. She lies about her age like three different times. So <laughs> she but, could be two hundred. But uh, I don't know. It's it's also I don't know. I I would think that if it was Halloween, that would be an evening that um. Families spend together. Yeah. Well, either that or the cat would want to. You know. Like, would she yeah, really pass off? it's also a big date night, though, you know? Yeah, maybe she and Tim Travers are off doing some, you know, stargazing. Yeah, if that is the case, if it is Halloween, Kat is uh, just screwing over her uh, best friends, like, left and right. Oh, yeah. Like, she's like, uh, oh, I, I babysit Phoebe, but I can't do it on Halloween. Can you babysit Phoebe Can on Halloween? Can you take my responsibility? Oh, yeah, by the way, you have to, like, walk around the neighborhood with her. You have to get <laughs> her, like, carve a jack-o'-lantern with her. You have to put her on her costume. And, like, all this stuff. It might have just been a night of answering the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could Although, be you kind of hear it sounds like it's raining outside, mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were you when you started trick-or-treating? Can anyone figure this out? Uh, that's thinking way Or, or have you been around kids that have uh, aged into trick-or-treating? Well, I was trick-or-treating before I went to public school in second grade, so I must have been at least, at youngest seven, I mean, at oldest seven, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I met... Oh, you know what? I, I, I recall some pictures where I was dressed up as a pirate when I was, like, three. Yeah, yeah. but I, I definitely have some pictures of me as dressed up as um, things, but I... I remember sure going out I, as the pirate. Like, three or four, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I was just doing it since I was a baby because I have older siblings. So they were going out trick-or-treating, and, you know, one of the parents was going along. So, you know, I was probably being held in, like, a little pumpkin costume... When I was like two. Yeah. So, so mm, yeah, that's an interesting. Last time I went trick or treating was uh, two thousand four. Yeah. How old were you? I was nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have done it. I'd been hadn't been trick or treating for you know a number of years at this point. But we mm-hmm. had a uh, exchange student that we uh, were hosting, Hideto. Yeah. And uh, Hideto, I asked him like, what kind of American things did he want to do that they didn't have in Japan? And the very first thing he said was uh, trick or treating. Hmm. Uh, was I there that year? What, for the trick-or-treating? Yeah, because I vaguely no, recall going to your it place. Was, it was me, Hideto, and Carrie Forte. Uh-huh. I went as an angel. I had on angel wings and, like, a suit jacket. Yeah. Carrie went as, like, a Catholic schoolgirl cat thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Hideto went as uh, Dracula. Nice. Yeah. So we just had, like, an overall Catholic theme. You know? I kind of remember being there, but I don't think we went trick-or-treating. Or we didn't go together or something. We just kind of stopped by. Yeah. Like, maybe we trick-or-treated at your place. Maybe. I certainly would have allowed that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Not if somebody else your age showed up. Well, I guess I was doing it, so it would have been... Well, anyway. I was going around telling people to vote. Because, yeah. like, you know, we were, like, a couple days away from the election in 2004. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, John Kerry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> who won this minute? Who won this minute? Not not JoJo. Are you sure? Not JoJo. She seemed to be maybe the most satisfied towards the end of it. Yeah, she seems like she's having a pretty good time babysitting. Maybe, oh, oh, you know, something we didn't mention. Uh-huh. Um, is she going to suddenly be like, maybe I do want kids with Bill? Oh, yeah, because oh, she, right. put this, uh, she put this I child to sleep. I that, but yeah. I could have something yeah, to I do with it. That. Yeah, I wonder if that's... You know, there's not that much time left in this movie. I'm kind of thinking JoJo... start learning stuff about themselves pretty <laughs> soon. 
you know? Mm, I'm kind of thinking JoJo maybe did win this minute because she just put somebody to sleep with her song. I've never done that. she has a terrible accent. Mm -hmm. Apparently with a terrible accent, too. Yeah. You know, she just has that kind of voice that'll put you right to sleep. I wonder if, like, second-generation immigrants, like, have terrible accents. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. (laughs) Like, I think (laughs) of... Yeah. I'm thinking of my my mom's brothers can not speak Spanish for... No. Some of them can't. Yeah. Or when they do, it's, like, funny. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, I'm I'm in favor of uh, giving this one the JoJo. Yeah, yeah, I, st- I still think Kat doesn't feel like she has a lot of dignity around uh, Daisy. And yeah, Daisy's she's all still off. bitter, so yeah. yeah, they're still in they're they're in the throes of their war right now. So neither of them are handling it well. Right, because you know when sisters fight, nobody wins. Yeah, when sisters fight, nobody wins, and that's probably ultimately the lesson they're going to learn. <laughs> you know, don't have sisters. Like they're not actually mad. At, they're not actually mad at each other, Kat and Daisy. JoJo totally has a sister. Oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> sorry, I was more excited about my, my own ability to recognize that. I was like, oh, wait, I know something about this movie. <laughs> she has an older sister. Yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you're not going to see JoJo's sister, though. But Kat and Daisy, they allude to her apartment, being sisters, though. I was going to say, they're not actually like mad at each other, really. They're, uh, they're mad at their own situations and taking it out on each other because they know that they can. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they're sisters. They're like, you know, I can call this girl a bitch because she's my sister. And, you know, she's never going to not be my sister. Yeah. Oh, that's a good... Yeah. I get it. Yeah. If you're going to verbally abuse someone, do it to a sibling. (laughs) Do it to a sibling. That's an important lesson that we can all remember Mm -hmm. uh, here on the Mystic Pizza Minute. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's uh, wrap it up. Steve Richardson, thank you for producing this fine show. Bungler, thanks for the music. Addison, thanks for being here with us, and thanks to the listener for listening. And keep listening. Keep on listening. Forever. Unarius. Yeah. <laughs>